Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. All right, so we continue with our healing uh, day today. So on a Wednesday, we, we talk all things healing. And so we're going to be looking at uh, Reiki today. Janine Sachs is a gifted healer, qualified and internationally registered Litarian Reiki master. Okay, Janine, welcome to the show. And let me just first of all say... Um, I'm going to ask you to explain maybe everything about the title. Good afternoon. Hello. Hi. How are you? I am well. Thank you so thank much you. for having me. I'm well, thank you. So let me, as I said, I'm going to break it down. What's a Litarian? Okay. okay. Litarian is the highest source that you can go in terms of Reiki. But there are two separate sections of it. Uh, the Latarian Reiki section is the highest vibration that you can go mm-hmm. in terms of the Reiki journey. Okay. Vibration meaning the feeling good energies. Okay. The, the other section is the Latarian attunement. Oh. And the attunement is a passing on of energy. It's like an initiation okay. that goes through me to you. And if we have a look at Latarian, what it actually means, it's, it's really a way of describing an individual who learns about and masters the use of light energies for the purpose of expanding their own awareness mm-hmm. and enhancing their spiritual evolution. Okay. Add the Reiki bit to it then. Okay. So with the Reiki bit, if we have a look at Reiki and break it down, mm-hmm. Rei means universal and Ki means healing energies. So Reiki is universal energies, which means that energies are everywhere, all around us, not just within people, between plants, between animals, between the ground, even between your chair and and your dreaded cell phone that stops working occasionally. That's energies that that we're talking about. We're not treating our cell phone well on an energetic perspective. Okay, so if if I had to combine it, it would be you are the vessel. Yes, the, the vessel, the the vessel that studies the highest form of consciousness to heal Absolutely. energies. Absolutely. Okay. All right. That's exactly. So I'm not the one that actually has all this power. The power actually comes through me. Got you. Okay. Then let's then explain. Um, the, the different attunements because when you were speaking about attunements that that's another element to to all of this right okay so when it comes to the attunements there are different sections that we could look at the most difficult section that we look at is what's called the clearing process mm-hmm. and it is exactly that it removes what does not serve which is very intense so as an example there are six categories in this first one being our shadow tapestry. Now, shadow itself gives its own exclamation. Mm-hmm. That's our demons. Mm-hmm. That's our own insecurities. Mm-hmm. Second one being birth pattern removal, uh, which is us in utero, how family was around us mm-hmm. during that time. We move into Templar caring, which is all the energies that we absorb in ourselves and our DNA, our genetic makeup. Uh, we have attachment removal because we attach ourselves to expectations of people, you know, outcomes mm-hmm. we're wanting out of life. We have the lineage clearing, which is a really big one because this is our parents mm-hmm. and our grandparents mm-hmm. and grand grandparents, their belief and behaviors which get passed down through generations. Mm-hmm. 
And then we have the vowel removal, which is how we see ourselves versus how others see us. So really that's the mask. So that's the very difficult one, which is the caring. Then we get to the raise, which is a lot more fun and a lot more exciting because that's now replacing. That replenishes Mm -hmm. our energies, replenishes our vibration. So here we're bringing in self-empowerment. We're bringing in healing. We're bringing in activation of what it is that we're wanting in our lives, dreams, goals. Uh, manifesting that and then requesting that with uh, all that information from source, which is from our universe. And then we can get into another section, which is also quite fun, which is my angel link section uh, that we deal directly with angels. And we all need additional tools in life to assist us with our day-to-day activities. So, for example, Archangel Michael, we can use him to help assist us for protection and non-judgment. Gabriel, we can help assist us for joy. Uriel for gratitude. Raphael for courage. And Seraph Rose for unconditional love, which we certainly all need. Okay. Um, Say I come to your practice. Mm-hmm. And I, I know absolutely nothing about Reiki, about a Litarian Reiki mastering. And all I know is that I, I need help. I don't quite know what's wrong with me, but I feel depressed. Let's just say that's what's happening with anyway, a lot of people. And mm-hmm. they, they, they sit. And what's the first thing that you need to clear out for that person? Well, first of all, I need to understand why you are here mm-hmm. and you've explained that that's because they are depressed. Mm-hmm. So then we're going to break it down slightly. Just like when you would go to a doctor, mm. we would unpack it and ask them, how long have you been feeling this way? Mm. When did it start? Is it worse during certain points of the day or in months? You know, so just so we get a bit of an understanding yeah. of where it is that they're sitting. Yeah. After that, I then talk them through the process because it's quite a personal process yeah. that you're going to lie on a bed and you're going to close your eyes, you're going to put your hands on your sides and I'm going to literally put some music on and I'm going to remove energies that are not comfortable within you, that are not sitting well, that are causing heaviness, that are causing uh, maybe difficult thoughts that you're going through. So that's what I'm literally doing. We're removing what doesn't serve with certain techniques. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to be replacing it with positive, high vibrations, lifting you, creating you to have more positive, better thoughts that are going on in your mind. So at the end of the session, you would come out feeling more calm, have more clarity, Mm -hmm. and you absolutely would be able to feel grounded, you know, Mm -hmm. to say, okay, I've got this, you know, let's kind of carry on with our day. you spoke about energy earlier and how important, you know, this is energy work. I, that's that's my understanding. Yes. Does it does it matter that I believe that as a patient? Do you call me a patient, by the way? What do you call me? No, I call you a client. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a client. I'm not a doctor. Do, do, do I have to believe anything you've just said? Okay. Well, put it this way. People are drawn to other people because of what it is that they believe Mm -hmm. or their perspective in life. Mm -hmm. So as an example, if you are someone that believes in alternative, Mm -hmm. even alternative medicine, shall I say, Mm -hmm. you would be open-minded to having a look at something like acupuncture or reflexology. Mm -hmm. Uh, You would also be inclined to want to look into energies. If you are someone that's 
class in their rules that it's all about facts, it's all about science, then you wouldn't consider coming to somebody like me. You would much rather go to a doctor who has a PhD and understands the science of medicine. I hear that. But I guess the question I'm asking is, you know, if if someone is open-minded in the sense that, they, you know, they didn't mind coming to you and listening maybe to even this conversation, is it imperative for them to, to be invested energy-wise or can they can they just not, be a client that just kind of sits there not and you all. are able the, to do the work? The only requirement mm-hmm. is that you want to do it and mm-hmm. that you are open-minded. Mm-hmm. If you come just with that, it's mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. The fact that we have the open mind, the fact that you are willing to see what it's about, willing to allow yourself to open up and to see another modality of life, Mm -hmm. that is all that's required is the initiation process. It's the willingness to actually do that. In in your line of work, um, what do you see as being the the biggest blockage? We spoke about different... um, uh, attunements that you you know you try and deal with when you deal with blockages. What's the one thing that you wish you know we could correct m- most of us to 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 live better lives? I suppose without a shadow of a doubt, is self love. Mm-hmm. Because without the self love, we have so many other problems that are associated with that. Like the reason why we have low confidence mm-hmm. is because of lack of self love. Mm-hmm. The reason why we allow people to treat us badly is lack of self-love, the reason why we allow people to walk all over us and be a doormat or perhaps not stand up for ourselves, not have any confidence in ourselves, perhaps maybe wanting to get an increase or a, a job or to find love in your life. The whole reason why we struggle with all of that is primarily because of the lack of the self-love that we have for ourselves. Mm. So that ultimately all of these attunements and what they do is to try and get us to a better space of loving ourselves. Um, what is it that blocks us? You've, you've given me the, the, the response about how we can, you know, avoid some of the problems that we have and, and, you know, that's the first thing you can do. What do you find generally invites blockage? Our childhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all have blocks. Mm-hmm. We all come into this world to learn, to grow, to develop. Yeah. And every one of us come from different households with different religious backgrounds, beliefs, cultures, values. And ultimately, the parents that we are, uh, well, shall I say, that we join the home of are the ones that know what they know. They know no better. So every person in this entire world goes through their own childhood experiences and those experiences is what shapes our lives in terms of our persona later on in life, which is what ultimately gives us the reason of why we need to work on the issues that we have, be it being in a home where you weren't the favorite or maybe you're in a home where there was an abusive parent or there was neglect, or there was that uh, parents of life today, which is very relevant, are working 24-7 due to COVID and trying to keep their jobs takes away from having the ability to spend time with our kids. Mm-hmm. And, and all of that is going to impact the children, not at that age, but later on in life, mm-hmm. when they hit their late 20s, when they hit their 30s and their 40s with relationships. 
mm-hmm. and relationships are, are ideally, other than self-love, is the most important element that I work with in my practice mm-hmm. because relationships are literally the governing force of the world, the relationship that you have with your mother or food or God or the relationship that you have with your body, health, spirituality, uh, your ethics with work. It's the relationship you have with yourself that's going to impact how you conduct or handle yourself in business. So relationships ultimately are the most important and our upbringing shapes that. Janine, let's just take a quick break and we'll be back with uh, calls. We'll be back with uh, WhatsApp notes as well. And we'll also take some SMSs if possible. The numbers to dial is 011-714-2006. For SMS, it's 41391. And uh, WhatsApp is 0614-104-107. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. All right, so I'm in conversation with Janine Sachs, um, who is a qualified and internationally registered Litarian Reiki master. And uh, she was very kind to to break all of that down for us. And she's talking to us about attunements and um, some other connections that she's able to do when you come to her practice and, and you seek help. So we're going to open the lines on 011-714-2006. I'm also going to take your WhatsApp notes on 0614-104-107. If you have any questions around Reiki, around all the things that we've been discussing. Welcome back, Janine. Hi, thank you so much. So let me ask you this. You spoke about um, blockages in lineage and, and being able to, to deal with that. How far back do you go? Do you go back lifetimes or is it just this lifetime? It is absolutely since the beginning of inception of your soul. Oh, wow. So the inception of your soul is not the inception of this body. No. Our soul is quite complex, but just to break it down slightly, our soul is split up into many, many little tiny particles, Mm -hmm. which is the reason why we have past life, present life, future life. Mm -hmm. So there's a part of our soul that's where we are right now, Mm -hmm. as well as 19th century, 18th, 17th, 16th, and all the way back to inception of time, Mm -hmm. as well as going forward in time. I get it. Makes perfect sense to me, actually. Um, let me go to Anonymous but before we continue. Anonymous is calling us from Cape Town. Good afternoon, Anonymous. Hello, Mr. Malawi. I'm well. Thank you so much for calling. I'm good as well. No, I just wanted to find out. With the attachment issues, I've, I've gone through, I think, about uh, four, four relationships in the past now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they don't seem to last very long. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. as soon as I enter a relationship, um, I believe I get attached, uh, get insecure, I get jealous and all that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the person does stick around, and I know where the issue is as well, but just it's a continuous cycle and all that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really sure how to go about it. Okay. So basically what we need to do is we need to get to the understanding of why that pattern keeps on happening in your life. So that's going to take us right back to childhood. It's going to take us uh, to a to all your scenarios of, how relationships were with mom, how relationships were with dad, how relationships were with siblings and with friends, and look to see what the patterns were then of what attached you to people, to situations, to events. Now, that's probably going to go back to insecurities of self-love, of self-worth, 
of not feeling good enough or maybe it could even be a part of communication that you're scared to speak up or scared to speak out. So what I often like to say to a lot of my clients to help them understand what's going on in their lives and what's wrong is to always ask themselves the question, who, what, when, why, how. So it's, that is a, a great way of being able to get in touch with yourself because that unfortunately is our biggest problem in life. We know others, but we don't know who we are. We're very quick to give advice to what other people need and want and what they should or shouldn't do, but we don't follow ourselves because it's much easier to look outside of ourselves. So if you were to sit yourself down and to ask yourself the questions, and it doesn't have to be every day, all day, but just to be aware of it. Who was involved? When did it start happening? Why do I think this is happening? Who is it happening with? So when we talk about the who, what, when, why, how, I diarize it if I were you. And on a daily basis or on a weekly basis, you will start to see a pattern of your thoughts and behavior. And you'll start to analyze and judge yourself, not in a bad way, but in a good way, to see where it is that you're going wrong and what it is that you could maybe do to help accommodate yourself. Okay. Does that help, Anonymous? Yeah, no, it helps a lot. Thank you very much. So some self-introspection is needed there. Absolutely, your self-introspection. We have all the answers. They always tell us that. And the reason why we have all the answers is because we know who we are. We just got to tap into that. And it's just creating that mindfulness and that awareness. Okay, no problem. Thank you. Thank you you for calling. Good luck. Good luck. Didi, you're calling from Durban. Good afternoon. Hello, Didi. Didi, can you hear me? Now we can. Yes, go ahead. Okay, perfect. My question is, um, obviously, she did mention, you know, you heal your childhood self because that is where, you know, all your relationships flourish, etc. So if you have a rough childhood, it's going to affect your relationships Mm -hmm. further on in life. Mm -hmm. So with regards to that, what would you suggest on healing your childhood, especially with somebody who hasn't opened up on their childhood and now you're in a relationship and probably married to them? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm speaking from a perspective of a child. Mm-hmm. So how would you help that person to heal their child self? Obviously, if they're not helping, like wanting to open up about mm-hmm. what they've probably gone through. Mm-hmm. Great question. Great question. Um, Janine? Okay. That is a great question. And that, that, is, that is a problem that a lot of people have. Um, unfortunately, we, we sit in a society where some people want to help themselves and other people don't. And that comes, or that comes to ultimately self-choice. Now, what happens is one person wants to grow and heal and develop, and often the other person doesn't want to. So all what we can actually do for ourselves is allow ourselves to look at our past, allow ourselves to reflect, see what's happened in our past, and go through our own journey of forgiveness. Go through our own journey of accepting the life that we've had, of allowing ourselves to grieve it, of allowing ourselves to go through the emotions of it. And once we have that, have the ability to say, okay, you have the choice to change your perspective going forward. Yes, maybe as an example, you weren't loved enough as a child or maybe you weren't considered important enough as a child. You can't change what's happened to the past. You can send energy, love and light to the past and learn to forgive yourself for the environment that you've been brought up in 
to be able to say, okay, going forward, I don't want to do this. I don't want to live this life going forward. I want to change. I want to grow. I want to develop. I don't want to treat others that way. Therefore, I won't treat myself that way, and I will treat others the way I want to be treated. But from the other perspective, unfortunately, you cannot change someone else's perspective in life. You can only change your perspective, and you can only heal yourself. We, don't, we, we can't take someone else's choice away from us. What I can say is what I tell most of my clients in these kinds of situations is that we'll always have three choices because we always have choice in life. And the choice is, one, you're either going to talk about the situation and you're going to listen to the other person and you're going to accept the fact that they can't change. So you sit in the situation, you talk about it, they can't do anything about it. You can choose to stay and accept the situation as it is or you can choose to stay, not accept the situation as it is but change on your side, so maybe change your perspectives or the way you feel about something or the way you behave about something or your choices to leave the situation. Didi? Um, and just one more follow-up question in terms of, you know, healing your child self and sending energy. Hmm. I know you also, you did mention, I think, Archangel Michael, uh, Gabriel, yes. and yes. I'm not yes. sure, you said one for unconditional love and gratitude. Which were those that you mentioned? The, the gratitude was Archangel Uriel, mm-hmm. and for unconditional love was Seraph Rose. Seraph Rose. Seraph Rose. So what you could actually do is you could Google it yourself, or you could go to yeah. the library, or you could go to exclusive books, and you could actually read up on these angels and mm-hmm. how you could. You don't have to do an attunement with me, you because you know, knowledge is power. The more you learn, the more you grow, the more you develop. So you could go yourself and have a look and read up on, on, on these angels and tools that could help assist you because you could call upon them at any time you wanted to to assist you with your childhood issues at any time. They're always there to help and assist. All right. Yes, yes. Um, just D- Didi, I'm going I'm to ask if we just pause okay. there for a second. I've got to go to the headlines. If need be, we can come back to you and then we'll continue on this vein with Janine. Let me just go to Utile Saku for the latest in headlines at 2.30, please. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Thanks for your patience, Diddy. Um, Janine, I'm going to uh, get Diddy back on the line while you, you continue to perhaps, um, you know, give her your, your final word. What well, absolute pleasure. Yes. So, yes. so pleasure. my final thing was, with regards to how do you think I should go about and start this? Because I would consider myself as a beginner in terms of race, etc. I barely have, you know, the knowledge that you have in terms of this. So what would you suggest that if I wanted to start now and take the initiative to, you know, heal my past and go forth for a better life and a better future? What do you suggest I start with? You know what I'd do? I would follow my gut. Gut is always right. Gut is never wrong. Gut is that little girl inside of you that tells you what it is that you actually want. So you're lost, so you're not sure what to do, what direction, where to go. If I were you, I'd sit myself down for a couple of minutes, have a cup of tea, and talk to that little girl of yours. And literally, you say these questions to yourself, what should we do? Where should we start? Where should we go? And you wait. And you're, you're, the answer will come to you. It may not come to you right now or right this second, but it will come to you over the next couple of days because you're creating awareness within yourself. Perhaps a good idea would might even be 
to go to exclusive books, to go look around, to see what the books are about, about energies, about vibration, about self-worth. Maybe a book grabs you. Take a look at it. Look at the back of it. Read what it might be about. Um, a book that I can highly recommend to you uh, is a book called by Louise Hay. Um, she's now late, but she she's one of my gurus. She's a fascinating woman who um, overcame cancer, and she works with very many um, tools that you could use on a daily basis. Her book is called... Um, uh, let's just lost me for a second. Um, her, her one side of a book is called Self-Love, or Self-Healing, if I can say. Um, and her... Oh, just give me a moment. I've got to just find it. Um, but that, that is a book that I would highly recommend for you. Um, I've just got to find the name of it. So what she basically talks about is she talks about the insecurities that we all have as individuals. Um, she talks about it's healing your life. That's what it's called. It's called Healing Your Life with Louise Hay. So it's basically a book that takes you on a bit of a journey. She asks you a lot of questions. She asks you to go internally and reflect. But she gives you a lot of tools to help you on your journey. One, one of them being specifically um, continuous affirmations that we say to ourselves on a daily basis. The more we change our mindset and our perspective, the more we start to see the world from a different space, the world from a different place, and our belief and value systems start to change. So I would probably say that could be my starting point, starting with the Louise Hay book. It's a beautiful read. She's a wonderful lady, and uh, she she helped me a lot on my journey. Thank you so much, Didi. Is that, does that clarify everything for you? I mean, I think it's going to be a step-by-step thing, you know? It definitely is. Thank you so much, Janine. I really appreciate that. You're so welcome. Anytime. You'd like to call anytime. I'm available. Thanks, Didi. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. right, We'll take a voice note. Um, uh, Janine, there's a voice note coming through. No problem. Good day, Pamela and the doctor. Um, Anonymous here in Kempton Park. I want to ask, um, now... My childhood was very, I grew up very abused. Um, it was highly abusive. Um, and now I had to run away from home when I was still a kid. And um, I've since reconnected with my family, siblings and everybody. It's very, very difficult to now be a family because I do not know how to be a brother. I do not know how to be a son to my mom, whom I was taken away from when I was a child by my father and it's just so difficult and it to 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 now try and be a father i mean to try and be a brother to try and be part of the family it is so difficult um <laughs> there's just so much more the voice note is not um is not enough but there's just so much more that i'm dealing with which happened in my childhood so how do one become I'll resolve that and with with now the siblings and the rest of the um, generation that has come up knowing that there's an uncle somewhere in Joburg but we do not know why he's not coming back home thank you Janine okay that that's thank you for that um, abuse is very difficult and it's traumatic and it probably stays with us for last you know, a scar is a scar. We can heal, but the scar will always remain. 
My advice to that would be, number one, you cannot be hard on yourself. Number two, you cannot put major pressure on yourself, which sounds like you are doing. What we need to do is we need to take this step by step and break this down. So if I were you, uh, if you are having family gatherings, if you are having kinds of situations where there's many of your family involved, I would reduce or limit that, that arrangement for now. And I would learn to start adjusting my relationship with each individual individually Mm. because it seems like the relationship has been lost uh, over time rightfully so I understand why you've done that it's too much though on the self you're putting so much pressure on yourself to actually allow yourself to be involved with everybody all the time everybody's energies everybody's perceptions it's pressurizing so if I were you I'd break it down and I'd spend a little bit of time with each person for a small amount of time maybe half an hour or an hour, just so that you guys can reacquaint yourselves again, start talking about each other as of today, of how life is right now. And as time goes by, you can start pushing slightly back on how life was then and how it was for you and how you felt and how they felt. But in a loving environment, I can't can't express that enough. It can't come from a space of judgment or a space of I'm right or you're wrong. We've got to come from a space of let me hear you out, you hear me out. And we take the conversation slowly. So my best recommendation for that would always be you always start with a positive. So you'll say, thank I love the fact that you're meeting me today. There are a couple of things I'd like to discuss with you. And then you move backwards towards your childhood. So you're opening the approach in a positive way rather than just coming out and starting straightforward about what happened in your past. Try your utmost best to maybe think of a couple of points before you actually engage with your family so that you know the point that you want to discuss. But again, we've got to start this slowly. Rome wasn't built in a day. We can't expect to redevelop a relationship that you haven't had for very many years in one sitting or let everything be all okay all over again uh, now that everyone's back in your life. It it is a time process and we need to give ourselves that time and space. Mm -hmm. That ultimately is what self-love is, Mm -hmm. having the compassion for the self Mm -hmm. and having that kindness. All right, let's take a quick break. Thanks for that, Janine. Let's take a quick break. I'll be back with more after this. SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. Um, thank you so much for staying with us. Janine Sachs is with us, and she is a light hair and Reiki master. What an interesting conversation. Janine, thank you so much for staying with us. Let, let, you know, this this um, this call that you've just uh, been talking to, um, the gentleman who was talking about his childhood and the difficulty that he's had with his childhood, if, mm. if he is ready to unblock the issues of his childhood, however others are not, what do you suggest he does? What he can do is he can work on his own self issues of what his feelings and emotions have been Mm -hmm. to this point. So whether he's sitting with guilt, whether there's anger, whether there's frustration, all what we can do at this point in time is help heal him because yeah. he's the one that wants the healing. Yes. So we can't heal the relationship itself. Yes. But what we can do is we can start to help unpack and heal the emotions that he's gone through with his family. 
Okay. So by doing that allows him at some point to create a, to create a sense of self-forgiveness for himself. And the more he starts to do that, the less his anger, the less his guilt, mm-hmm. the less his self-worth issues, all these sorts of things start to reduce for him. Mm-hmm. His vibration starts to lift. He starts to feel better in life. He starts to have more peace. Yeah. He cannot change the past, nor can he change whether his family do or do not want to resolve, mm-hmm. but he can help heal the emotions that he's sitting in from what he's, what's happened in his childhood. Some fundamental questions I'd like to ask you. Some may be a little bit more sensitive than others. Do we, okay. do, do our souls choose our parents? Yes. Oh, Absolutely. and I ask this having just yes. listened to him. Yes. And and listening to the heartbreak, yes. and 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 that's an interesting journey of the soul because as you say, the soul chose the parents, the soul also left that situation. Do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Mm. Now, what actually happens is I don't understand all the technicalities because mm-hmm. I'm here mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. there sure. in the other realm. Yeah. But what I do understand is before we come down, we actually choose what we want our experiences to be throughout mm. our life, whether it be being in a relationship uh, with our family that we are the favorite, yes. or maybe we come from an abusive relationship or come from a relationship that wants to experience divorce on some level. So we ask ourselves while we're here, why on earth would I choose that? Because now that you're here, you think, oh, word, oh my word, it, this is the worst decision I ever could have made in my life. Is, is it because that's what the soul requires to evolve or, or not necessarily? Yes, it is. It, it is what the soul requires to evolve yes. and what the soul needs to experience to, to, learn. to evolve. Uh, what do you say then to those who I've seen people who I think, even as everyone around them would love for them to have learned certain lessons in life, you know, bow out, sometimes we assume, without having learned those lessons or shown any sign of growth. Does that make sense? Yes. And then what happens is the soul comes back down again in the exact same space <laughs> okay. in a different body. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I, no, it makes perfect sense to me. It makes perfect sense. So unfortunately what happens mm-hmm. is, or, or fortunately, I don't mm-hmm. know which way you want to look at mm-hmm. it, but we come here to learn, grow and develop certain tasks mm-hmm. or certain experiences, create different um, forms of strength mm-hmm. in our lives mm-hmm. or, or, or write what we've done wrong, if mm-hmm. I could say. If we don't achieve that in this lifetime, mm-hmm. what's going to happen is that we're going to go to the other side and we're going to return back again in maybe a different body, try in maybe again. a different family, and you're going to try it again. And you're going <laughs> to try, try, and try again. Does the soul <laughs> regress? Okay. So the answer to that is no. The soul really? doesn't regress. Really? So you don't come back less than what really? you were. Yeah. You don't come back less than what you were. That's interesting. That's in terms really of human being, once you are a human being, you remain a human being. But you would come back and re-experience things in a different way or maybe in, in a different light. The thing is, once you are a human, you're a human because you've already come back many times before. Be it that you're a plant, be it yes, that you're an, an animal. animal yes. And now you've transformed again into a human being. 
That's so assuring that the soul does never d- doesn't regress. I- I'm very assured by that. I must tell you. <laughs> well, I must tell you, we've done well. You know, we we're in human form now. <laughs> Although I must tell you, I'm not sure being a human is is, is the so, best. So um, so 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 maybe let me ask it this way: not necessarily in the physical form it takes, but in its evolution, does the soul ever regress? I suppose the soul could regress, absolutely. Sure. There might be, well, I mean, you could do something that you know is right or you know that is wrong, shall I rather say, and you still do it. You, yeah. So you, you yeah, know better I get that. Yeah. and you don't do better. Yeah. So I would, I would then imagine absolutely that your soul would regress. Mm. Uh, because you, 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 you know what you're doing, you understand mm-hmm. what you're doing, you've learned. And now you choose to not do that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would, I would assume yes, that the soul would regress. But when I refer to regress, is that I think that you would come in back less than what in you were okay. before you left in the first place. In other words, I'm so, not coming back as an ant. That's simply what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's good to know. <laughs> you know what? I must tell you, if I'm coming back again, I, I would be quite happy to regress coming back as a cat uh, oh, in somebody's house who who just loves me. I mean, all, all what a cat does is you get loved and you get fed and you can just behave however you want and you still get loved. <laughs> I think that's a far asking what we deal with today with our responsibilities yeah i mean <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know i mean I, you and i have never i don't know i'm not a cat you're not a cat we you, we don't know well i know because i treated my cat <laughs> with, with, like a princess so maybe come back as my cat <laughs> uh, okay so i'll tell you what I, i'll think about coming back as your cat specifically oh that could be great i promise any, you'll be so loud not just any cat specifically your cat <laughs> <laughs> a cat doesn't worry about COVID. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's been so insightful. Where do people find you, Janine? Okay. Well, I'm on the website. I've got a website address, www.jsreiki.co.za. You can email me as well on jsreiki at gmail.com. You could also call me or WhatsApp me or SMS me on my phone, which is 79 8960154 or my details are on the website. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much Janine. Thank you so much. It's been awesome. Thank you. Janine Sachs is a Litarian Reiki master and all the details will also be available on our Twitter handle as well as on all other platforms.